Welcome to Wild on Health, your weekly holistic prescription for living healthy naturally. Lifespan. That's simply the time you'll clock on the planet. Healthspan, however, is the time you'll spend living your life in optimal mental and physical health. Join me on Seeking Healthspan, a podcast loaded with sensible recommendations and tips intended to put quality years on your life. Today, we have a very special guest whose research is indeed heavily focused on health span. Dr. Johnny Bowden is revered far and wide as the nutrition myth buster. He's a board certified nutritionist, a nationally renowned expert on weight loss and healthy aging, and best selling author of 13 books, including The 150 Healthiest Foods on Earth, The Great Cholesterol Myth and the most effective ways to live longer. His no-nonsense myth-busting approach has made him a very popular guest on television, including the Dr. Oz Show, the Doctors, CNN, Fox News, that's just to mention a few dozens of other morning shows throughout North America. He's also a great friend and colleague of mine, whom a lot of what I know has been inspired by, by his uh, teachings over the years. Welcome to Wild on Health, Seeking Healthspan, my friend. Always a pleasure to spend time with you, Bryce. Thank you for Listen, having me. Listen, I really appreciate you. I appreciate all you've done. Uh, you're a senior master in the industry, a Vortrekker, a leader, and um, always my hat's off to you. In honor of you, as you can see in front of uh, us today, I've got a plethora of spread foods. Yeah, you of got healthiest spread. foods. So we're to get through that as a theme for anyone just uh, listening in today. It's the rainbow of fruits and vegetables, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple, of which we should all be eating more of. But I thought we'd start the discussion today. Uh, around uh, really the focus of this podcast, which is healthy aging, adding years to your life, but only as caveat, those years that are quality and healthy years. So maybe we can, you know, start this off with a little bit of aging well from the inside out. Of course, as you would appreciate chronological age is just sort of how many years you've been alive or will be alive. Whereas biological age is how old your cells think you are. Um, so if you're living a healthy life, you could ultimately be many years younger than you are, like you. Um, and, you know, and, and you really are at that presentation. And in contrast, a lot of folks living out there on the edge, not eating so well, not exercising like they should. You know, this is adding years and maybe making them a lot older than their next birthday suggests. So what would you say tips and tricks around adding years, healthy years to our life? Well, let me just let me just embellish what you said, just to your point. Um, I don't hold myself out as a model for anything, but there is one place where I play the age card. And it's when it comes to advising people in their 40s, 50s, 30s, 60s, what life can be like if you listen to us. I'm gonna be 76 on my next birthday. Yeah. I don't take any major medications. I take metformin because it's an anti-aging drug, but I don't take it for, for its conventional use. Uh, I play tennis two to three hours every day. I walk a half an hour every day. I have no major complaints health-wise. And this is what life could be for everybody if you start doing this stuff. And I, I, it's like, Bryce, when you, when you try to teach young people about saving money, you go like, look, this is what it would be like. You just put this much away every month and then keep it in a compounding interest rate in the in whatever the market or whatever it is that it, and it just grows and grows. You will have millions of dollars. Just trust me, do this now. And I feel like that's, 
That's my only selling point to people in their 40s. It's like, dude, I know what it's going to be like if you don't do this stuff. Because I play tennis with guys my age and they look like my father. So I'm not holding myself out as the great thing to aspire to. But I'm telling you that there are things that you know, that you and I know that we can do right now that have to do with foods. They have to do with exercise. They have to do with sunlight. They have to do with stopping what Robert Lustig, our colleague Robert Lustig calls the hateful eight. All of those metabolic processes that age us, inflammation, oxidative stress, glycation, uh, cell membrane instability, mitochondrial dysfunction. Sounds like a lot of stuff, but it happens at the cellular level. And if we do not protect our bodies at the cellular level, man, we are going to go down Hill. And what you and I both want for every one of our patients, clients, and listeners and readers is what we call a, what you mentioned, a long health span. So instead of our lives right. looking like this, like we reach a peak in 40 and it's a long way down, like that, we wanted to reach the peak and stay there. We want to square that curve. So it stays there. And then our death is kind and gentle and sudden. And boom. And I love what you're saying there, and especially these analogies um, as it pertains to really your health being an investment, never an expense in the credit card of life. If you make that investment and there's never a time that's too late to start at any age, uh, whether it's picking up a tennis racket. I started at 38. Up until then, right. I was a heroin addict, an alcoholic. A, a, you know, I, I didn't, I mean, everything you, I've smoked cigarettes, everything you can imagine. And, I and this is what I love about your story. And this is really, truly what I love about you. You're not all about your tremendously, uh, you know, hold in highest regard, white papers, research. You've written a ton of books, national bestsellers and the like, but you walk the walk and talk the talk. But really this, this diaper. So, so tell us a little bit about that. What was that fork in the road? Was there this epiphany that you wanted to sort of uh, make a different change or what, what was that? I was on the road uh, as a musical director uh, in my previous life, my previous career, and I was out of shape. I had just stopped alcohol and, and, and heavy drugs, maybe early 80s. And I'm on the road with these guys and they're all actors and their job is to stay in shape. And they go to the gym every day and I'm bored and I go, hey, can you guys teach me a couple of weightlifting exercises? I want to learn how to do some of this stuff. And it's literally a case of, of being bitten by a bug and I never stopped, I never looked back. It took a while, I didn't just throw out all the bad habits. Um, I was one of those guys who went to the gym and did a set of bench presses and then went out and smoked a cigarette in between. So it took me a while to kind of really turn things around. But when I started to feel the energy, when that waistline started to drop, and I was a big fat kid, when all of that started to change and my eyes started to get clearer and I started to wake up not tired, Man, I just wanted to teach it to everybody in the world. And, and um, I've never looked back from it. It, it. it takes me an hour every week to get our vitamins ready for Michelle and me to put everything into the right envelope so that we have. I, I, I happily put that time in because it is literally like putting money in the health bank. Absolutely. 100%. And if health could become a you know habit uh, for most or an addiction even that is one that I would ultimately very much endorse. I'll take that addiction that, any day of the week. Do you believe that there is a way that we can, or maybe you've even uh, run some tests on yourself, ways that we can look uh, at the difference between our biological age and our 
calendar age? Are there, are there any valuable tests, sort of biomarkers, perhaps, that we can engage folks with that set them up for the challenge? I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's some major inspiration, I believe, behind finding out perhaps you're a 45-year-old living in the body of a 35-year-old or a 78-year-old living in the body of a 52-year-old. Uh, anything that comes to mind? Or more often, I, I hate to say it, more often, a 35-year-old living in the body of a 55 Unfortunately. Yeah. True. So, um, you know, we don't really, as far as I know, you might know differently. I know I know you're a big fan of uh, uh, telomere measurements in the FOXO3 and, and longevity genes like that. I don't think we have any perfect markers of this. I was just listening to a discussion on Peter Atiyah's show the other day with an expert on this, and we don't really have any markers we can absolutely point to, but we've got a lot of usual sure. suspects. We look at people's A1C, you look at their insulin resistance score, you look at how well they're methylating. These are things at the cellular level that you can look at. And while no one of them is like, well, that gene is doing this or that telomere length is that, so this person's going to live to this length, there are indicators that you're in good shape. And I think Absolutely. that the more we look at those indicators, the more we get a sense. But the, the number one indicator to me is the low, most low-tech thing you can think of. What's your energy like? Right. Now, I read a non-nutritionist, a non-MD, who was once writing about life and said, he said that um, the one metric that you can use to tell what kind of shape you're in and how your life is going is your energy. And that's something everyone has access to. If your energy is not what you want it to be, if you're feeling fatigued in the middle of the night, or in the middle of the afternoon, if you can't wait to fall asleep at night, if you're nodding out while you're watching TV and you just don't have to get up and go, yeah, something's wrong. I don't care what the biomarkers say. So sure. look for your energy because that is really going to give you a window into what's going on under the hood. I couldn't agree with you more, but... I am going to say big butt here. Let's give folks something tangible. You mentioned okay. you personally take metformin. I love it. I think there's possibly even a switch out non-prescription in the idea of supplementing berberine. We can get yeah, into that. But but gly glycosylated hemoglobin, you've written a lot about this uh, concept of insulin, insulin sensitivity, the whole notion that cholesterol, we should probably throw that out, idea out and revere much higher regard, the idea of you know insulin, you know, insulin sensitivity, the idea of inflammation, and the, the, the these become the warm that, uh, you, know, you know, the deposition of cholesterol into the artery lining in the first place. So if we stick within the inside, aging from the inside, um, what can folks do? They can ask their doctor for an A1C count, could they not? They should be getting an A1C on their right. basic blood test. If they're not, there's something wrong. You've got to get your A1C looked at. Um, people don't so, so tell that. us what this is. So tell us what okay. this so is, A1C why it's important. Is, is, is a long-term measure of blood glucose. And why is this important? Well, when we wrote, I didn't want to get too far afield because I know you want to talk about foods and, and inflammation and oxidation because that's where foods can really shine. But when we wrote The Great Cholesterol Myth, when we did the revised edition in, 19, in, in 2020, um, we looked at all the research on this stuff to see what really predicts heart disease, what really predicts people really going downhill. And the, the factor that came up time and time and time again since the 1970s is insulin resistance. It's how does your body handle carbohydrates? And we have an epidemic, a pandemic, a metabolic pandemic of insulin resistance in our country. 88% of Americans, Bryce, 88% by the, by the uh, last NHNES uh, study, the NHANES study, which is National uh, Health and Nutrition Examination Study, 
88% of us have some degree of insulin resistance and it yep. leads to every major chronic disease you can think of. And right. it all has to do with diet and how your body metabolizes sugar. And it has to do with exercise because that's a great way to metabolize sugar. So these are lifestyle things. Insulin resistance can be treated, prevented, or turned around by diet, exercise, and fasting. Absolutely. And so again, this metric, this measure, looking at sugar sort of over time, um, where sugar binds to the hemoglobin, it, you know, w w w there is some good literature and research to suggest the lower that you get this within reason, you know, perhaps even under five, uh, the longer you may live. Well, it's, it's how they diagnose diabetes. Right. Is that that is the number that they use to diagnose diabetes and prediabetes starts around 5.3, 5.4, something like that. Yeah, you I don't know how low you want to get it, but you want to get it out of the prediabetic range. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so you you mentioned, I do want to get into this, the plethora of antioxidants, polyphenols, bioflavonoids that we find in fruits and vegetables, the rainbow we alluded to at the very top. Not just the fruits and vegetables. Remember, I was a very, I'm a very low carb kind of guy. And I want yep. you to know that there's all that stuff in salmon, in grass fed beef, right. you know, there's plenty of stuff in those foods as well. Well, well tell us about the, this is one of your best selling books. I love it. You know, 150 healthiest foods on earth that people want to take a deep dive into each and every one of those. It talks about the surprising, you know, uh, and your unbiased truth about what we should eat and why. So what are some of these that we need to eat a longer and have a longer, healthier life? Just to be Well, talking. I'm not a big believer in one food having everything that we need. There really is sure. no one food that has everything. In fact, I always use the analogy of friendships. You might have a friend who is the greatest guy in the world to go to a basketball game with, but that's not the person you might want to share your innermost feelings about your marriage with. Mm -hmm. and so some friends are good for some things that, you know, great tennis buddy, but maybe not, you know, a bit. and other people are wonderful, really heart to heart talks over the fireplace about the inner feelings that you've had or during your, it's a different kind of a friendship and foods are like that. You take salmon, one of the healthiest foods in the world has no fiber. Right. Right. And you, or you take any of these fruits and vegetables. They're wonderful. They may not have protein. They don't have any fat, which is one of the most important things you can. Consume. Sure. So what we want is a medley of lots of foods, lot, just like we want a bunch of friends for different things. We want yeah. a medley of different foods. And what we're looking for are things that have anti-inflammatories, antioxidants. Those are two of the most destructive cellular processes. We call them the twin towers of, of destruction for heart disease, inflammation, oxidation. And in my book, The 150 Healthiest Foods, the major selling point of half of these foods is that they are loaded with antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. And by the way, one of the problems with that book is that we keep meeting new foods that right. aren't in there because we didn't know about them. They weren't there. I mean, when I, this is the new edition. That edition came out in 2016. I must have added at least five foods that I did not, that weren't available that we didn't know about, you know, and they weren't around when I wrote the book in 2006, but they were around in 2016. There's some right now that didn't make it into 2016, but boy, if I did it again, they'd be right in there. And I know this about you. Of course, you're always on the lookout for these superfoods. Uh, give us some of the latest. I mean, uh, what is on your radar right now? One that I like a lot and, I, and for personal reasons also is graviola. Now, that's a fruit 
that you can't really get in the United States, which is one reason why nobody talks about it. But I actually first encountered this in its form that's known as soursop. It's the same fruit. But when we went to Jamaica on vacation in 2012 and 13, they sold this, they, they sold, they had this juice that was all over the place that you called soursop juice. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I've never tasted anything so good in my life. It was one of those things where I just said, we can't drink too much of this. It's gotta be bad for you. It, it, it's impossible, but it actually is very good for you. And it's called soursop juice, but it comes from this plant called the graviola plant. And I have subsequently found out, this is why it's on my radar, because um, even though we still can't get that plant, and I, it's a, it, it's a, if you can go online and look, it's a really interesting looking plant. It comes up to fourteen pounds. One of them. Wow, it's a very very big thing, and the people that live down there don't just drink the juice of these fruits or just eat them. They also use them medicinally because of all these polyphenols and flavonoids and all these chemicals that are found in plants and fruits and vegetables like graviola is a great example, guava is another example. They use them medicinally. So they put them into skin products and they, I don't know how often you go to the Caribbean. I go a lot, you know, try to go as often as I can. I haven't and been there for thing, a while. I haven't huh? been there for a while. I have not been for a while, but I love it there. But you notice how the people, now this is anecdotal, just my observation, but you notice how people down in the Caribbean have gorgeous skin, very sure. young looking skin. And that that's across races, by the way. We go to St. Martin, 81 nationalities there, everyone, and they all have great skin. So I, I always ask myself, what do people who look like that do? Why do they look that way? Yeah. And it turns out that they use all of these plants medicinally. And, and soursop juice, which I just thought was this thing they had in Jamaica, that plant has a lot of bio, what we call bioactives. They're plant chemicals that are good for all kinds of stuff. And now you can actually get that stuff from the graviola plant in teas, the leaves make incredible teas with all kinds of medicinal properties in high-end skin products. So some of these fruits and vegetables that are so potent are not just potent when you eat them. They're also potent when you use them in medicinal preparations. Like so wait a second. So you're, you're talking about the use of the entire plant. You're talking about the fruit it, it bears as well as the leaves uh, that we can ultimately steep as tea and turn into topicals. You got it. Yeah, this is so when you talked earlier about a relationship with food uh, and you're talking about the antioxidants this provides, it sounds like it's probably also got a pretty high fiber profile. Uh, mm -hmm. What would our relationship be with this and how do we get a hold of this? I mean, at the end of the day, like you mentioned, this is a, you know, a, a potentially exclusive to the Caribbean or can we find this uh, in our grocery store or on our health food store? I, I don't want to I don't want to plug anyone, but but there is a company that has actually found a way to freeze dry graviola and put it into all of these products. It's called Agravite. And okay. they have a line of um, incredible skin products. They're not cheap, but boy, do they have great stuff. And it, I, they actually sent me some and I, so full disclosure, I, I've had some samples here to try. Unbelievable stuff. How and, do you spell that? A-G-R-I-V-A-T-A-E. Agravite. Agravite. Okay. Yes, that's it. 
And, oh, got um, it. Got, you know, so I, I've heard of graviola. It's kind of new on the scene, but only as a supplement. I've seen it as a as a supplement. And what yeah. I understand is that 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 supplement might, um, you know, it might bring some very potent antioxidant effects. But but I'm always of, you know, like you, uh, the virtues of the whole fruit, whole food and or in this case, teeth. So that's really exciting. The tea um, is, can... And by the way, I tasted the tea because they sent me some of the leaves and it really is. It's the leaves of the plant made into a tea. And it's got, you should try to get some. It's, it's really got a unique taste. It's not coffee. It's not tea. It's something in between. It's just really, it's a, it's a great tasting tea. And I don't, I drink tea mainly for the medicinal values. I'm not that much of a lover of the taste of tea, but this one I really like. And the other thing they put it into is they call them chocolate bars, but they're not really, they're, they're kind of almost coffee bars. And, um, they are amazing because I find these, I, the samples that I got of this bar um, are very filling. So I carry them in my little man bag. I carry one of these bars and I find that like after tennis or even before, if I'm, I'm just, my stomach's rumbling and I'm just hungry, but I want to play on an empty stomach. And I have a little piece of that or some of that stuff. And it just holds me over and it's just feel it, it's delicious. So yeah, you can get these, you can get these wonderful botanicals in products when you find companies that are able to like extract them and put them into really tasty, usable things. I love that. I love the idea of the tea. I love the idea of the bar. Um, of course, as we know, just to summarize on that, uh, you know, it's these bioflavonoids, uh, these polyphenols that does, you know, such an incredible job to increase our health from the inside out. Let's move over to the outside. Uh, if you're game, sure. this whole idea of, you know, the, the, you know, early invisible signs of skin wrinkling. It's sort of the number one sign of premature aging. Um, wrinkles don't equal age necessarily. Of course, it's very related to your environment and you know, exposures. You want your skin, health, you know, skin cells rather to look like these uh, plump, juicy grapes as the analogy always bring back, not raisins. Not raisins, exactly. Right. That's so, a great so, analogy, I love that. So, so what would you recommend folks insofar as um, managing external or obvious visual signs of aging. Are there any tips and tricks you can give us that way? I'm going to give you one that I stole from you. So it really, this is a Bryce Wild trick. It's the not, teacher it, takes the student's advice. Uh, not this. It's so brilliant. Ice baths for the face. Now, <laughs> I don't know. No, hold on before yeah. you go crazy. I don't know how many of your audience follows the biohacking community, Dave Asprey, Bulletproof, all of the stuff that uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast, where they talk about all of these uh, things. Yep. And one of the big things in the biohacking community, which is basically a community what can, what, that does what we're talking about, how can we hack into the metabolic systems in our body to extend life, extend health span? And one of the big things is ice baths which yep. count me out, man. I, it may be the greatest <laughs> thing in the, in the world. I, 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 I have seen Jimmy Moore doing a podcast submerged in ice and, you know, just literally talking with <laughs> up to the neck in ice. God bless them. I'm not doing it. But your idea, which is to take freezing very cold water and just dunk your face in it is brilliant. And it's doable by anybody because I'm, I'm not someone who is going to run up the mountain shirtless, you know, in freezing, <laughs> in freezing temperatures like Win Huff 
who is the yeah. guru of all this stuff. Don't know how but he I'll does put that. my face, but I'll put my face in a bowl of cold water. And it it really it I thank you for that because it's something I would never have thought of. But it does actually change the appearance. It's great for circulation. It's really invigorating. And it reminds me of the actor. I don't know if you'll remember. I think you probably are old enough to remember Paul Newman, the great actor. Sure. Who oh, was yeah, yeah, absolutely. Considered one of the most handsome men that ever lived. And he, he was one. Rifters, asked, one of my favorite movies. And he was one. He was once asked about this. And he said his trick, because he had the greatest skin. And this is in days before you know, men used products and all that stuff. And, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of, he said every day when he shaves, he takes ice cold water and he throws it on his face 30 times. Wow. I didn't so, know that. That's an interesting backstory. And, it, it, and it, I didn't even know why it might work. I wasn't a nutritionist at the time. It was in my previous career, but I thought that's a really interesting thing. And then when I, I read about your suggestion about the ice bath for the face, I thought, oh, this all makes sense now. You know, I'll tell you why I got into it. And I think, again, you mentioned the point in, in that, you know, a lot of folks can't just jump into a, you know, two or three degree oh, bath of man. ice water. That's it's a challenge and you have to work your way up. And I think one of, you know, the best mentors out there, if you want to learn more about it, is Wim Hof. Um, I don't know how he does 60 minutes. I like to do two or three minutes. The idea, though, is that this is doable, like you said. Uh, the second thing is, of course, it, at least as I understand it, this could possibly, you know, uh, significantly reduce descent and deflation, two of the big D's and the aging effects of the external uh, shell or skin uh, that we all have. But I'll tell you why I really like it. I think stress has a huge, you know, Thank it's you. a huge, it really significantly increases uh, the aging process or, or substantially speeds it up. And of course, as you know, uh, the inter, you know, innervation of the vagus nerve and the idea of hormesis, uh, the whole concept around not too much stress, not too little stress, but there's the Goldilocks right amount. This cold water exposure, especially the face where a lot of the you know, yeah. nervous system from the vagus nerve is uh, innervated, it, it can help us adapt to stressors. Believe it or not, starting your day off with a, a face dunk in ice cold water uh, can actually potentially set you up for managing environmental or emotional stressors better. And if you do that, you're going to probably age a little bit slower. But you mentioned something earlier. And, and before I let you go, because we're almost running out of time here, you, you talked about this agravite or agravite. 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 Uh, that, they, that they also have a skin uh, line or topicals. They do. So, so what are they? Are they using the leaf in that as well? Uh, you know what? I am not 100% sure how they make it. I just know that they make it and what it feels like to put on my skin and how good it is. Uh, I am not I, sure what the manufacturing process is. I've never spoken to the people that make it, but uh, that's an interesting question. I got to check that out. And the other interesting thing you mentioned that we were talking sort of, you know, slowing down the aging process from the inside out. And you mentioned the Caribbean islands and how they all look so youthful. And there are pockets around the world, as you know, very well. Uh, the world. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Costa Rica as uh, one Rica. little yeah, you know, pocket that, that's been studied. The, the bottom line is whether it's, you know, Ikigai or sorry, um, uh, Okinawa Ikigai. in Japan uh, or it's, uh, you know, it's uh, Loma Linda near you yeah. in California. Yeah. Or and, send, and you know, Akiji send, is the fifth one, the, uh, the Greek island of Akiji. Right. Think, yeah. the, the, the idea is that a, a lot of these areas, there's a significant amount of sun exposure, which yes. a lot of dermatologists relate to accelerated aging. And yet these folks really don't have that because they're, of what they're ingesting, right? What they're eating that protects them from the inside out. Is that right? Apart I'm going right? to give you a little anecdotal story if we have a second. 
Yeah. Um, I was at the house of Laird Hamilton. I don't know if you know who he is. He's the world's greatest surfer. Uh, he's married to Gabriella Reese, who was the world's greatest woman volleyball player back in the day. And, uh, he is a professional surfer. He's 57 years old now. And he's out on the water every day. He doesn't do it professionally anymore, but he, you know, he was a champion, all of that. He's out on the water every day. He looks like a kid. And I said to Gabriella when I was at the house, is that in the sun all day? She says, yeah, and he doesn't even use sunscreen. I said, what are you kidding me? She said, now again, anecdotal evidence, but these are people who are living the life and, and, yeah. and walking the walk. She said, we have from our food and supplements, so many antioxidants. And what is sun damage? Oxidative damage. So I would not recommend going out in the Pacific Ocean on a surfboard eight hours a day without any sun protection. Sure. But the point is, here's a guy who gets his sun protection from the inside out. So I wouldn't, again, I don't recommend that, but I think it's worth noting that a great deal of that protection does come from the inside out and that perhaps people, I'm, I'm, I put some sun protection on every day, but not a lot. And I'm out in the sun playing tennis a good three hours a day in the noonday sun. I think most of the reason I don't have all that damage is because of the amount of antioxidants I consume both from foods and from supplements. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I'm really impressed with a lot of the research around the carotenoids, uh, zeaxanthin, azdaxanthin, lutein, you know, besides uh, beta carotene that ultimately get there, have a high affinity to the skin and can help from the inside out, reduce some of that exposure to radiation 100%. from UVA, UVB. You know, before I let you go, I was asked specifically by your handlers not to talk to you about those persistent rumors of your affair with Scarlett Johansson, but alas, <laughs> I cannot help myself. God, they just TMZ. All over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, in all seriousness, I, I really appreciate you joining today. Folks, to learn more about sensible nutrition, check out my good friend, Dr. Johnny Bowden at johnnybowden.com. There's no H in there, J-O-N-N-Y Bowden, B-O-W-D-E-N.com or on social media at Johnny Bowden as well on Facebook at Dr. Johnny Bowden. Thank you so much for joining me today on CBN. And let me just say one last thing. If my wife, yeah. Michelle, is listening, he's kidding about this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> very happily married. Thank you so much, my friend. Take care, my friend. All the best.